Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome everyone, it's Coot here. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Talk. You know, each episode I say it's a special episode because I have a truly remarkable and amazing guest. I am personally, honestly folks, really excited about today's episode. It is again, indeed, a very special episode. I am actually a huge fan of the person I'm about to introduce to you. Uh, Her name is Susan Miller. She is the founder of Astrology Zone. You may have heard of it. If you haven't, you need to know about it. Uh, Her website is astrologyzone.com which is now celebrating its 22nd anniversary. I, I was first forwarded uh, astrologyzone.com, uh, must have been 10 years ago, and I, you know, I wasn't so much into uh, astrology and horoscopes, and I read my horoscope, and I tell you folks, it was like this woman who'd never met me was just reading my entire month, and you know, <laughs> she publishes a, a monthly horoscope, apparently writes between 30 to 45,000 words a month, Can you believe that for all 12 signs (laughs) and her generosity of what she puts out for free is, is mind boggling. So I'm really excited to have her on today to discuss life, astrology, timing, and just living a fulfilling and soulful life. Susan Miller, welcome to Soul Talk. Oh, what a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. Thank you. I I am honestly (laughs) a huge fan. And I've been truly, you know, over the years, uh, inspired and touched by your by your work when I first came across Astrology Zone. So honestly, it's a it's a real pleasure, and uh, just really excited to to converse with you and share you with my audience. And I'm curious though, like how does like how how, how does someone go about becoming an astrologer? I mean, w- 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 like were your parents? You well, know, it's a long process. In, in India. Um, and, how does that no, happen? no, no, Can you India. Share a little bit about no, your journey. Indian astrology is Vedic astrology, and American astrologers, yes. by by and large, do not do Vedic at all. We do classic mm-hmm. Western astrology, which has a completely different algorithm. Although, mm. you know, it's it's very possible that all roads lead to Rome, and you're just using different methods. So I'm not saying Vedic is incorrect. I'm sure it is. I've never, you know, had my chart done by Vedic. But, no, you need to study a long time. The reason mm. I started studying astrology is I was born with a defective leg. And doctors mm. couldn't figure out what it was. And it would cause excruciating pain. And I would get attacks um, when I didn't expect them. Usually once a year usually around a big event like Christmas or my birthday, something exciting. And I would 
have to go to bed, I'd be in so much pain and I couldn't even stand vibrations near the bed. And I would be in that bed for six to eight weeks. I couldn't get up at all. I couldn't even move. My mother would change the sheets with me in the bed the way they do in the hospital for very sick patients gradually, you know, mm. not trying to move the patient much because you're nitroglycerin, so to speak. And uh, mm. my mother was an, was an astrologer when she was alive, and, um, but never did charts for other people. She only did our family. Uh, she felt it mm. wasn't accepted, and she said there's a lot to learn. Uh, she didn't want to study astrology, but her sister talked her into it. <laughs> and uh, my mother was going to another city, New York, and her sister would miss her. So she said, why don't we do the homework on the phone all the time? And my mother, Erica, was good with math. That's a German mm-hmm. side of my family. I'm half Italian, half German. And mm-hmm. so my mother agreed. She'd do the charts for her sister, even though she didn't want to study astrology, mm-hmm. and became really brilliant at it. She studied for eight years with the Rosicrucians on the West Coast, which is um, a, a fine, fine school. They had very famous European instructors. And you would fill out the little questions in the booklet, send them in, and then they'd send them back and correct your answers. And uh, she continued to study after the course. So when I wanted to learn, she kept saying no. Why did I want to learn? When I was 14... They did a big operation on my leg to find out what was going on with me. And uh, I told the doctor I felt like chocolate syrup was falling on my knee at a horrific rate and that everything was shaking inside. And he said, it's probably bone. And this is the chief of staff. And he said, Hmm. and then he found out it was blood. And I was bleeding internally really massively. And my veins would turn to tissue paper when I was excited and vanish. And now they vanish under surgery. So I just had more surgery this week, but we had to prepare for Hmm. six six months and get all... It was almost like a coach of a football team where they had the MRI (laughs) and they had like little lines and little X's and they said, we have to go in this way to to get away from those veins and arteries, which which are wrapped around nerves, running through muscles. They open up. It's Mm. just very weird, but only on my left Mm. side. But because... Mm. After the operation, I was paralyzed. I had to give up high school. So I I did homeschool. I went on to college, NYU, after that and graduated in business, most likely to succeed, actually. But I, how, how long were you paralyzed, Susan? How long were you paralyzed? I was paralyzed 15, well, 14 to 15 to 16, 17, 18. But they kept bringing it back. The reason I had to not go to high school is I had to be at the hospital as an outpatient every day for six hours, five days a week. We had to rush. When you're ill, you have to, I call it outrunning the choo-choo train. The longer it takes Mm -hmm. to get well, the less your chances of a complete recovery are going to happen. So we had to really Mm -hmm. put the pedal to the metal and, uh, you know, really get it get it going and it was painful and uh you know the whole word physical therapy still makes me shudder but during that time I learned astrology but my mother said you are to study 12 years and you don't even know what 12 years is because you're 14 (laughs) but I said I will she said you'll be reading for your friends in a year I said mama I, I don't go to 
school. I don't have any friends. My friends are sick of me being sick, so it's okay. I mean, I'm not going to read for anybody. And she said, well, Mm. you're going to read for your family. And my aunts and uncles lived upstairs in the brownstone. And so I always had someone (laughs) to say, do me, do me. (laughs) And she always had to be in the room. She made me study those 12 years. That's why I feel I'm good. You know, before she died, she said, I wish I could have written books and columns like you. Mm. I said, little mom, I'm just writing your books and your columns. These are your words. This is everything you taught Mm. me. I'm just writing it down Mm. for you. Mom, Mm. you you did get the column you wanted. You did. Mm. I write for... Mm. All over the world. I write for Vogue Japan, W Korea, Tempo in Turkey, Claudia Brazil, Amiga Italy, Esmona Spain, Vogue Germany, Vogue China. Every month I'm under contract. And I have my app on Apple and Google. You just put in Susan Miller or Astrology Zone and it Mm. comes up and it's free. So the readers can get it for free. Yeah. Yeah. I like to give things for free. Yeah. I know. You get, you like, literally, you give. So much like your, your <laughs> and this is not a promotion, um, but seriously, no. over the years I've been following you, like you yeah. are so generous. Like, you, like each each well, uh, sign, you pump out so much, and it's so. How did it go from you know you're just doing readings? Well, first let me back up to you because there might be people listening that have no they have no idea what astrology is exactly. Like mm-hmm. you and I having mm-hmm. a conversation, like yeah, we know astrology, but. What exactly, for someone who's listening to you that has, like, zero idea, they're like, what yeah. the hell is astrology? Well, what first astrology? of all, I, I write for people who know nothing about astrology, and I don't use technical terms. It is the study mm. of mathematical cycles of the planets. Imagine eight people in a room at a cocktail party, and then the sun and moon come in, so there's ten. Um, and maybe three people are together talking. Maybe two two guys are arguing over on the side. Maybe one's looking out the window. Maybe Venus and Mars are kissing on the couch. <laughs> I, have, I have to make sense of the conversations that the planets are having that particular mm. month. Although I write a daily, my monthly is what put me on the map. That's what most mm. people love the most. And, and it's free on the internet and on the app, even on the free app. You know, I do have an yeah. upgraded premium version where I have all my essays and a longer daily. But yeah, I, I feel that people who need astrology the most may be going through a hard time and can't afford mm. to pay anything. And um, I want to I relieve that suffering. But I also write for people who are doing fine, but may not know that there are areas of gain that they could be going for, but they're not looking at that. And so I would like to suggest that this is a rare and beautiful opportunity for you. Take a look at it. You know, it's my job to show you the whole spectrum. I think. Mm, I love it. Your study. Can you repeat what you said? A study of the mathematical. Right. It was so precise. Well, it's the the, um, it's the study of the mathematical cycles of the planets. Cycles. And I use geometry all day long. When you get two planets Mm. together in conjunction, that's a very strong aspect. Probably the strongest Mm. you can get. Then, if they're ninety degrees apart. You know, two different little guys up there, like Pluto and Neptune or whatever, then that's a square and that's an obstacle. 
and you will have to mm. meet that challenge. If it's 120 degrees, if you remember your high school math, that's the side of a triangle, and we call it a trine. And uh, lately, we've been having grand trines where we have a complete perfect triangle. We're going to have it mm. um, July 12th again, too, with the eclipse. And uh, it, that's heavenly. It's very special mm. where you have opportunity mm. that could land in your lap, but you still have to show the universe your intent. You have to grab mm. that plum on the tree. Uh, other times, mm. you have to work hard for something, but Saturn will show me that. Uh, if two planets mm. are opposition each other, they will either complete each other and make a greater whole, or they will have some tension between each other. But I can see by looking at what the other planets mm. are doing around them. You know, nothing is straightforward in astrology. Wow. You have to sift through a lot of detail. 60 degrees is opportunity. Well, there's all these mm. aspects. I don't use the asteroids. I feel the planets are the board of directors, so I don't get into mm. any of the, the asteroids. Um, but they're. I mean, it's the way you, you know, the way you're saying it. It's really one. like a like like a it's like a science. You know, it's it's oh, the yeah. way you're breaking I mean, it down. It's, it's well, people say to me, where, where like how do you how do you know where they are? Well, NASA publishes uh -huh. tables of where they are. They have wow. to know where Mars is if they're going to send a probe up there. Now, NASA publishes it, but so do a lot of other companies. And it really depends mm -hmm. on which font you like because it's all the same. Although some of them mm -hmm. have a midnight, um, it's hard to say that they're, they're based on midnight. Others, I, mm -hmm. I use the one that's based on L.A. Actually, if you buy my calendars and books, they're all based on the West Coast time. And you say, well, why wouldn't you do East Coast, Izzy Miller? You live in New York. Well, let's say an mm. aspect is peaking at 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, it'll peak in your city at uh, 10 at night. Once an aspect peaks, it's like a souffle. It starts sinking, right, when you take it out of the oven. Mm. So I'm not going to use it at 1 o'clock in the morning. So for all practical purposes, mm. the day before is when it's peaking for everybody. We'll say, well, you yeah. have a worldwide audience. Well, in Europe, they have an extra half day. In, um, in, the, in the East, in Asia, they have an extra day. So no one loses out. Mm. And um, I, I, I go through a lot of pains when I write my calendar. I have this beautiful wall calendar and planner, and... And I show you which days are the good, good, good days and the ones. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to have that big talk with your boss <laughs> or, your, <laughs> or your girlfriend or boyfriend. You know, I, I go through a lot of care because I know people are picking the yes. days based on what I'm telling them. And I, I always show the provenance of where I'm coming from because a lot of people mm -hmm. are studying astrology and want to know where it is. I don't want it to sound like a fortune cookie, you know, so... So now I'm curious, just, just before I ask my next question, just to round out this 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 <laughs> this sort of foundational understanding is is like so like what can you introduce us to let's say some of the the main planets like the main planets and oh, sure. their characteristics so we kind of those listening oh I can tell you all of them please yeah. break it down the um the sun in your chart most people know that they they have a sun sign and that's when you were born the birthday sign. 
And that's where you shine in life, where you have the sun placed in your natal chart. That's very special. And the only way, by the way, that you can ever have your chart done is to know the exact time of birth to the minute, the day, month, and year of your birth, and the city of your birth, because every astrologer converts you to Greenwich Mean Time, England, so that it's fair. These the mm-hmm. measurement from the top of your head to each planet is the same for everybody. So, mm. <laughs> so anyway, the moon is how you see your mother. A mother mm. could have five children and they all see her differently. My, my two children mm. have the moon in Aquarius, so they see me the same way. <laughs> kind of forward, uh-huh. futuristic kind of person. Um, then you mm. have the three what we call personal planets. These are the ones that spin very close to Earth. First, you have Mercury, the planet of thinking and communication and uh, logic, translation, anything having to do with, with actual communication and negotiation and agreements, contracts. But it also has to do with buying and selling, commerce, and with travel. And then the next planet is Venus, Venus has to do with beauty and love, but all she cares, it's a bit of a hedonistic planet. She just wants to have fun. I was a little horrified when I read in the classic books, she has, you know, ethics aren't part of her job. That's Mercury's job, Jupiter's job, but not her job. Her job is to get you linked up to someone you love. Mars goes with Venus like salt and pepper. He he is male, and he is the warrior, he is action, and she is beauty. She's, she teaches to, to sit back and let others come to you through your magnetism, and, and Mars mm. teaches you to be assertive and go out there, and you know not only in love, but in any phase of life, to go out there and really go for your goals. Then we mm. get to... Um, Jupiter, the giver of gifts and luck. Jupiter is so big that if you took all the little planets and put them on the table, Jupiter would be a cantaloupe and (laughs) and the other planets would be little tiny apricots or walnuts. You know, he's big. And I once read Mm -hmm. in in, uh, one of the encyclopedias that he, he missed out on being a sun on a technicality. He is expansion and growth and and good fortune and happiness. It's where things just get lucky for you because you're at the right place at the right time. Then you have the opposite, Saturn. Saturn makes you work hard for whatever you want. However, the things you achieve with Saturn are lasting and are probably the things you're most proud of. He also rules Father Time. So when you get to about 29 years old, you begin to realize you're running out of time because Saturn has now gone through all 12 signs of the Zodiac and he's back to the place he was when you were born. So uh, it's, it's a time to... To make a big decision, get married or have a baby, write a book, start a business, move cross country, whatever you are going to do, that is the time you have to do it because if you don't, you're not in sync with what Saturn wants you to do. And then we have the three outer planets. These are the so-called modern planets because they were discovered fairly recently, you know, in the... 1700s and so forth, you have Uranus, 
that is mm. a completely individualistic planet. He spills, he spins on his belly. He doesn't do anything like the other planets do. And he is the planet of rebellion, creativity, disruption, lightning bolt change. Um, he is called the Great Awakener. He strikes mm. without warning, and it's never what you think is going to happen. It's always something different. And uh, he is a planet of surprise. Sometimes the surprises are good, but sometimes they're not. But we learn to be flexible. And then we have Neptune, the planet who um, actually, uh, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, Uranus is, is a higher octave of Mercury. Mercury is thinking and communication, but Uranus takes that those talents of Mercury resynthesizes them into the realm of genius and innovation. And he rules all things that are newly invented. Then you have Neptune. Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. Venus is beauty and, and love. But Neptune brings those gifts to a higher level where you have compassion, where you give without wanting anything in return. And, uh, and it's, it's love that's unconditional. And he is the patron of all the arts and encourages them. And then you have the last planet, Pluto. And yes, he's a planet. Even Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I've met, how to agree he is a little planet. He is a planet. <laughs> People stopped going to the Hayden Planetarium here in New York. They were mad. Where's little Pluto? We love him. So uh, <laughs> Pluto rules um, rebirth. What is gone to the ashes and then is reborn. Uh, we always look in the world. What's going on when, when that planet came into our consciousness? And at that time, it was the atomic age. It was 1930 or 1933, right around there is when Pluto was born. And, and, and the astrologers come together as a community, put in white papers, and it is decided what a planet rules. Uh, since we don't have ancient text to go by, and, uh, and we do a lot of experimentation, and we're still learning a lot about Pluto. So um, mm -hmm. those are the little little people. And all planets rule a different sign, like Cancer's ruled mm -hmm. by the moon, Leo's ruled by the sun, and... Um, Aries is ruled mm. by uh, Mars, Taurus by Venus, uh, Gemini oh, by wow. Mercury, and then you have, mm. um, after Leo comes uh, Virgo. Virgo's ruled by Mercury, too. But you say, wait a minute, mm. if they're both ruled by the same planet, well, we have to share, there aren't enough, but one is an air sign, Gemini. Gemini loves all news. They're just so happy to get mm. news. If you want to make a Gem Gemini mm. happy, you just call them up and say, guess what I just found out? You're going to be hearing it on the news tonight, but you're going to hear it first. When my mother was in the hospital, she was a little Gemini. I asked the readers to please send her a card. Oh, my gosh. She got bushels of cards. Oh, she was so thrilled. We would only open about 20, 25 a day, so we could really look at each card. And, uh, no, Gemini mm. loves news. And Virgo looks at Gemini and says, Gemini, what are you going to do with all this news? You need a purpose. Uh -huh. Because... Because Virgo is an Earth sign. And then you have Venus ruling 
uh, Libra and Taurus. And Plato wrote this whole essay when I was writing one of my books. I came across it. And he said, well, obviously, it's better to be a, uh, a Libra than a, than a Taurus because Taurus is so erotic. And Venus is more mm. ethereal and intellectual. <laughs> I was laughing. There's, there's no better or worse. God had very good plans for us. <laughs> And then what we about have, the uh, Scorpio? What, what, what about like yeah, Pluto. Scorpio? Yeah, go 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 through them. Like this, give us a little bit on yeah, the Scorpio, Pluto. Yeah, well, see now these later planets often uh, signs have um, the later signs often have double rulerships. It used to be Mars for Scorpio, mm-hmm. and then it was decided that Pluto was more appropriate. But astrologers look at both. Sagittarius is ruled mm-hmm. by. Good, good fortune, Jupiter. Capricorns are ruled by Saturn. That's why they make such wise rulers, and they're so ambitious. And you have Aquarius that used to be ruled by Saturn, too, but is ruled by Uranus, the great genius, innovative planet. And then you have Pisces that used to be ruled by Jupiter, is now ruled by Neptune, the artistic planet. But astrologers look at both. God. So that's the, the lineup. And then they're in little that's houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have we divide the sky into twelve parts. So the 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 twelve houses are really like the stage that the actor goes onto, and the mm-hmm. sign he's in is the outfit he wears and his character and personality at that time. Mm-hmm. So the first house is you, what you look like. Second house is you, your money and what you value in life. Uh, the third house is communication, um, learning how to speak well and write well. A lot of these skills are, are learned very early. It also rules sisters right. and brothers. The uh, fourth house is your home and what home life was like and how you saw your mother and father and which one was more dominant. The fifth house is mm. love, romance, creativity, and children. Lovely house. The sixth house is work and health, both. But it has to do with routine and habit. It's ruled by Virgo. So it's a a house that um, you learn to take responsibility. If you're little, you learn a pet needs to eat (laughs) and take a walk, (laughs) you know, and and work, you have to do your homework. You know, you learn that there are structures in life, and uh, Virgo teaches Mm. you that. The seventh house is opposite the first house. We've now gone around the chart to the other side. We started where the nine is on a clock. Now we're where the three is on the clock because the horizon of Earth goes from the three to the nine. So that's the horizon of Earth. Mm. And now it's your partner. If the first house is me... Then the seventh mm. house is thou. It's the person you align with. Not only in marriage. You remember, the wow. fifth house is love, but the the seventh house is contractual. So it can be a business mm. contractual uh, relationship. The eighth house is opposite your house of money. So it's other people's money. It's the insurance mm company that's going to pay your hospital bill it's uh or if you had a fire it's when you get venture capital or a mortgage or things like that um the ninth house is opposite the third house which is lower education and by the time you get to the ninth house it's higher education it's foreign people foreign places and publishing and broadcasting and legal Mm. matters 
and medicine. Tenth house is fame and honors. Eleventh house mm-hmm. is friendships and social mm-hmm. groups, charities. And the twelfth house is solitude, meditation, um, things that occur to you when you're alone. Yeah, folks, as you're listening in to Susan, I mean, I'm taking major notes here. Hopefully you're all uh, getting a bit of an understanding on yourself and the science of, you know, how things or the whole universe interconnects and how we interconnect with the universe. Now, I do have a question, Susan, based on everything you said. Um, so how much now of our lives, and I'm sure you probably had this question before, and I think maybe those listening <laughs> in might also have this question, how much of our lives are, let's say, at the direct effect of the planet, how much predetermined control? Yeah, how much control do we do we have any control? You have all the control. How much is destiny? How does that work? Because what if the planet I could tell Leah right now. No, I could tell Leah right now you should go get a new apartment or buy a house or sell property if you're trying and you have until Mm. November seventh to do it. But if you don't want to do it you don't have to. Mm. You could paint mm. your apartment or buy a new couch. <laughs> it, mm. You know, there are many things you could do on a small level uh, or take mm. care of your parents in a special way. Mm. If you've been worried about one, mm. there's different ways you can choose or you could sit out that dance and not use anything. Now, if well, you're okay. having a problem and you come to me, my job would be to give you alternative solutions and then you pick the one that feels right for you now what about like someone let's say they're listening into this conversation and like Susan you know I understand I choose but I've been trying everything I work I, I've been trying these different things and my vision you know I have a script I have a book I have uh, my business it's not working I, I, I'm try- and I'm doing everything mm-hmm. and I don't understand why it's not working I've been at it for well, three five ten what what would you say to that person i would say to that person we have to change the uh the rhythm you're probably Mm. walking down the same path repeating a lot Mm. of the steps and we have to introduce some randomness maybe Ah. you should try to sell your screenplay in another city or even abroad Maybe you need an agent. Maybe you should join a club. Like I belong to the American Society of Journalists and Authors. And um, and at the meetings, you meet many agents. Or, you know, there's many places you can go where mm-hmm. you're going to mix with people in the industry you're trying to get into. And it, mm-hmm. it's a learning process. You know, I've always mm-hmm. wanted my own TV show. And I watch a lot of TV. And everybody says, oh, well, I don't even have a TV. No, I say I love TV. When I'm, when I'm <laughs> writing these 40,000-word manuscripts, it keeps me company. And certain shows you can turn away for 20 minutes and, and never lose the plot like Law & Order. <laughs> but other shows like Scandal, you have to really pay attention because they talk very quickly. Um, but my point is, If you love a certain area, get really into it, do your homework, and ask people a lot of questions. Most people will give you good advice, you know, and ask, Mm. ask, and uh, you might need to go back to school. There's so Mm. many different opportunities, but the chart will show me where the luck lies. I might say that next eclipse could give you a sign, and you have to listen to it, you know. Now, some people 
keep trying in a field they're not talented in. So maybe they should take mm-hmm. a course and ask the professor, should I really do this? Also, I'll look at a mm-hmm. chart. If a person wants to be an actor and has no Leo, I'll try to dissuade him from being an actor. Maybe he would be a better mm-hmm. director or a better costume mm-hmm. designer or lighting expert. Because that person is definitely drawn to the stage, but maybe in a different way. I can tell if you'll do better in television or in the movies. Mm. Like, for example, mm. I think Jennifer Addison should go back to the TV because she's Aquarius. Mm. That rules television. It rules the Internet. It rules all the new mm. forms like Netflix. And mm. she should try in that direction instead of keep trying movies because that's mm. better for her. Um, you know, Roger. so there's... Different different ways to work it. So it the idea be, is not, to brainstorm. You should definitely brain, so it's brainstorm. Not like we're stuck. Well, it's not no. like we're stuck and it's Sometimes you need somebody to talk up. to. You need to gotcha. brainstorm with a friend and write down mm-hmm. even the silly answers. Even the crazy mm-hmm. silly ones. Because your friend might say, Well, mm-hmm. wait a minute, that's not so crazy. Why don't we go back mm-hmm. to that? That's a pretty good idea if we twist it around a little bit. Is there anything that someone can do? Let's say, I don't know, Leo's in a certain area or you, you talk about Jennifer Aniston. But if she, if, if, let's say Jennifer Aniston came to you and she said, no, Susan, I really want to focus on movies. I'll never do yeah. TV again. Yeah. And so is there, any, is there anything up. someone can do? Is there anything yeah. someone can do to influence the planet, you know? Well, is there anything no. we can do to <laughs> negotiate with the planet? I would tell her in that case. Wait until March when a lot of the planets are coming back to Pisces. Although March mm. is coming back to Pisces in uh, all through December. I'd say that's when you put the big push on. Do a lot of auditions then because you need more Pisces in your chart to push it along. Mm. And you could get lucky. I met her once. She's lovely. She's so sweet. Mm. Actually, she came up to me and gave me a, a kiss and said, I'm sorry you lost your mother. Yeah, she kissed mm. me on the cheek and said, I know you're suffering, and I'm sorry you lost her. It was just so sweet. I never expected that. Mm. She said, I read everything you write. <laughs> I was so <laughs> surprised. Oh, my goodness. So, mm. yeah, so It really feels you, like you you're can. helping people to, to work in harmony with nature. Yeah. you. Life shouldn't be as hard as we make it sometimes. If you go mm. with the flow of the universe and are working in tune with things, then um, you're better off. Now, we have a big confluence of planets coming up in January in Capricorn. And Capricorn's mm. a very ambitious, practical sign. Wow. Folks, hopefully you're, you're taking notes uh, from this amazing conversation with uh, the amazing Susan Miller. Working in harmony with nature is definitely uh, a flow. I really like what Susan's saying in terms of, number one, life doesn't have to be a struggle. As you're listening to this conversation also, folks, I invite you to look at where in your life, if things aren't working, maybe you can add a little randomness uh, and, and mix things up. So, Susan, you, you, you were just about to say something. I, we have all those planets in Capricorn. We're have six. That's a lot. And uh, we're going to have an eclipse at the beginning of the month on the 4th. And that's going to underscore it even more. I want everyone to look at the new moons and full moons seriously. 
And when you have mm. an eclipse... Tell us about the full they, moon. Yeah. Well, a full moon crystallizes things and finishes mm. them. Let's say you've been having talks, and you're like, we're never getting anywhere. And I'll say, ah, but you will next month when that full moon mm. comes by in your house of contracts. That's... It's too early. You still haven't sifted through all the details yet. Oh, yeah, I looked at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you're missing things by what I'm looking at. Go back. Have your lawyer look at it more thoroughly and talk Mm -hmm. about the what ifs. Think about, see, a a contract's no good unless you're successful. Who cares if both sides aren't? It's only (laughs) a blueprint for when you're successful. And try to think of all the possibilities that could come of it if you didn't address it in the contract, then no one will know what to do, and everybody's frustrated. Mm. So you want to, you have to think ahead, and you have to have that kind of lawyer <laughs> that can think ahead. And you should put everything through a lawyer. The few times you don't are mm. always the times you regret. And um, mm. especially these days, it's getting more mm. and more important. So um, in January, there's a big emphasis on money, mergers. Mm. You know, we're going back to what happened in 1990, 1991, when you had these huge behemoth companies merging with each other. And I think that's coming back. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just what is, you know. It's what's happening. And and we're going to be urged to be more practical. Saturn will show us where we need to be careful to, yeah. Are there any other trends you're also seeing? Let's say, you know, moving into the rest of 2018, the summertime, are there any other trends that as a well, whole yeah, globally we're going into we can be heavy weather? We're going into heavy weather. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what's happening. If you have something important, get it done now. June ah. is your sort of we're losing light, as photographers would say. We have to keep taking pictures because we're losing ah. light. Um, what's also, happening is June 26th. Mars will go retrograde, and he will stay retrograde Mm. until August 27th. And Mars is the gas you put in your car. And little Mars is sleepy. I'm like, Mars, do you have to take a nap? Oh, I must. I'm tired. (laughs) So, And you say, well, Susan, how do you know he's tired? On a chipper day, on a normal day, Mars will take two days to go one degree. By the time we uh-huh. get to June 21st, and we're still a few days away from June 26th, the, the day he officially goes retrograde, he's going to start to take 12 days to go one degree. We're going to be walking through glue. Remember, he is the wow. planet that gives us courage and, and makes us go to the mat for a, a, something we believe in, something we want to sell or create. and uh, Or let's say... You're right on the cusp of getting something, and and you can't get a hold of people. They're out of town, or you do get a hold of them, and they can't make up their mind, or or they're waiting for funding, and uh, it's it's going to be Mm. one of those summers. And to make matters worse, at the same time, all right, so that starts in June, right? June 26th, on July 26th. Mercury goes retrograde, so we have a double whammy. Mercury stays retrograde until August 18th, and Mars stays retrograde until the 27th. 
my advice is take a vacation. <laughs> you can't fight this. You know, if mm. if you keep trying and you're just getting, I don't know yet, I'm out of town, I don't, you know, just just be patient. Just chill but out. But it is a good time to go back and redo uh-huh. things. Mm. You know, when I was building my website two years ago, um, they were, IT always finds things, you know, and I have a heart for IT. They keep Q&Aing things, and they never launch when they say they are in the beginning. And we were supposed to launch in, in February or March. And remember, this was new. This wasn't that we were redoing. We started from scratch because my site had been out mm. there a long time. And I said, uh-oh, we're too close now to Mars Retrograde. I don't want you to work on my project anymore. Just put it on the shelf and work on somebody else's who doesn't care that Mars is retrograde. They're like, what? You know. So I go back to mm. New York. They're in Austin. They say, well, she doesn't know. She doesn't know if we're working on it. Well, to save money, the company hired a new person and the (laughs) chief engineer. They thought, what do we need him for? He's high priced. So they fire him while he's on vacation. He comes back, looks at the work the younger kid had done. So this is all wrong. He used old code on this and this is all wrong. So they had to do it all over again. And I come into Boston, I say, you think I don't know what you did. I know exactly what you did. You kept working on this. Now you have to do it again. You have to learn to listen to me. You know, now I'm ripping apart parts of my site again. But this time, we're improving parts. We're going to add some changes. Somebody told me every two years you're going to have to change your site. And I said, don't tell me that, please. I'm going to need liquid Valium. It's so hard doing this work. They said it comes with the territory, Susie. You better get used to it. So, <laughs> so we're going to be working on it this summer. And we're going to be discussing it as a team, a new team uh, that I just put together. And, and it's exciting because we're going to polish it and improve it. So that's what I say everyone should be doing. Go back to work you already did and make it better. And maybe Mm, if you're trying to sell that book or screenplay, Mm. listen to your editor or the movie studio, and maybe you have to define that character more sharply. Mm. Oh, by the way, I have an idea Mm. for the writers out there. If you're writing screenplays or novels, use astrology. What would a Scorpio do in that case? What would a Gemini do in that case? What would a, a you know, a Capricorn do? Paper Magazine yeah. asked me to watch all of Mad Men, and in the script, their birthdays were listed. But I had to guess their rising sign, and the rising sign is wow. just as important as the sun sign. And I went on Twitter to because I love Twitter. Twitter's my favorite, and I'm at <laughs> Astrology Zone. That's my name because there's too many Susan Millers. Although on Facebook I'm Susan Miller, Susan Miller's Astrology Zone. But anyway, um, so I started telling you know I said. Well, you, why don't you read it? See what you think. People wouldn't let me off Twitter. I was on for five mm. hours. And they think, we wow. think Peggy has Capricorn rising. I said, she does. That's, I agree with you. Mm. It was so much fun. It was, people mm. were so engaged. So actually, um, if you're in the middle of a project, just think about astrology and it will give you clues mm. of where to bring that character next. 
So, so during the Mercury uh, retrograde, Mars retrograde, it's not like we're just screwed. Though we can't do something. No. We can we can actually we'll go back. regroup. Yeah. We can rest. Mm-hmm. We can relax. We can rejuvenate. Yes. We can go back. You we can, can repair things. And then you can go back and try to forward. fix an old relationship that's sort of gone off the rails. Uh-huh. Anything uh-huh. with the word re readdress, um, mm. you know, repair, revisit. It would be really mm-hmm. nice to go back to a um, a place you always loved as a child and haven't visited since mm. and see what mm. that's like. You know, it's probably a Beautiful. little different now, but maybe it still has the beauty it had when you were little. Mm. So, um, you know, there are good things. I just wouldn't sign contracts with Mercury Retrograde because you'll probably have to renegotiate them again later. So try to get Lots those done by no later than, I would say, the 10th or so of July, because we're going to run into a big eclipse on the 12th, another one on the 27th, and another one on August mm. 11th. So this is going to be a busy summer, but eclipses bring in the unknown, things that, mm. you know, unknown opportunity, um, things you don't expect. And sometimes you want to hear what the the eclipse has to say before you make a final decision, because we have a lot of changes mm. coming up. Three eclipses in a row are huge, and they're each two weeks apart. But the, I will be honest with you, the July 27th eclipse is a monster. It's mm. it's the hard one of the year. But you know what? Those mm. the type eclipses just clear out the cobweb, shine a light on the problem. You know, if you were always, you know, you just said to yourself, I just don't know why this isn't working. There's like a missing piece mm-hmm. of this puzzle. And then an eclipse comes by and shows you the reality of it, but it can be pretty pretty hard mm-hmm. to look at sometimes when it's a mean eclipse. Mm-hmm. And that one is a little bit mm-hmm. of a witch on her broomstick, but, but <laughs> we're all but it in sounds it together. We're all going through it, right? But it sounds like yeah, if we're you all, can use it, Susan. And we should right? help we each can, other. And, and, right. Yeah. It, it, right. The I have an article on the front page of my website that's free. It's called How to Deal with Eclipses. I also Mm. have it on my app, but it's the premium version. The premium version costs $4.99 for one month or $12.99 for three months or $49.99 for the whole year. Apple, Google, you just put in Susan Miller. I have to Mm. charge that much because Apple and Google take 30% and then my you know, the people who do my app have to keep changing it. Like when Apple goes from 6 to 7 to 8 to 10 and probably to 11 by the end of the year. You know, so you, mm-hmm. you know, they deserve it. I I never feel that they don't deserve it. I'm grateful, you know. So, but it's a beautiful app and I won first prize in Los Angeles in January for best app of daily connected content that makes people's lives better. That was such wow. a nice prize. I have... Wow. The crystal statue in front of me. So it's. Um, it, I try very hard. It, it, I keep it, stretching, you know, I, to make. Everything I have a question better. now. Now, because I, I sense you're talking about the planets, how we can work with the rhythm mm-hmm. and the cycle, and 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 what I'm to, before I ask my question, like when you like you said something about Mercury uh, taking uh, to move one degree uh, in twelve days. That was Mars. I mean, that was this, Mars. This, Mars. Oh, sorry, Mars. Yeah. This is like. You, this is something you actually are measuring, right? This is actually... Yeah, I'm looking at the table. Tra- you are tracking. And I see how you long it's taking Mars it. to go. So he's really... 
lumbering. And I have to tell you, when he wakes up August 27th, I sit mm. next to him. And Mars, how are you feeling? Mm. Oh, I'm groggy. Mm-hmm. I'll make you some coffee. Mm. Hey, I'll make you lunch, too. I'll mm-hmm. keep you company. The world is waiting mm-hmm. for you, Mars. He eats his little yes. fish sandwich. I don't feel good. And like people, they need a little yes. time to ramp up. He won't be going robust until October. We have one month, September, Mm. where the planets are not retrograde. So Mm. I like those. Now, I had a friend, Mm. I do have a friend, who is getting married in in November when Mercury's retrograde. And I said, oh, you can't do this. Uh You can't do this. So we talked it out. And I found her the perfect day to get married in June, tomorrow. It's one of the best days ever. And she's getting married quietly. Her mother and father don't know. The guests don't know. In the eyes of the law, she will be married Uh, by an officiant. She will never celebrate that day. She'll celebrate the party in November. You know what I mean? Mm. And it'll just be our secret. She just sent me a text and she said, it's well, all set. <laughs> why, is that imp- so, what, what, why is that important? That that the day let's say, Oh, you don't want to get married. Getting married retrograde. Oh gosh. What? Why? You know. Why? why the communication in the marriage won't be good, and also in the month that she wanted to get married. Um, no, it was just Mercury and Venus. So the one and Venus, the love would cool off. The the affection would cool off. You don't want to get married with Venus retrograde. Oh my goodness, no. So the one you get married with Mars retrograde, shift, the sex is terrible. Yeah. So the the one yeah. day could actually shift the tone and energy of an no. Well, she's moving it up to June. She's getting mm. married. Actually, wait a minute. It's today. It's June 18th. She chose June 18th and 19th. Those are best days. Oh, my gosh. They're glorious. Mm. And I wrote a lot about them. Mm. And mm. So she's moving it up, but she won't tell anyone about it. And um, gotcha. my, so my other best about, friend talk- did that, too. Yeah, they both did we're it. We're talking about love. Susan, talking yeah. about love, you got me thinking, because I know a few you know, people uh, love are, are asking yeah. So how I mean, does it work with the, the charts and the planets and compatibility and who should you? you well, know, then it, it sounds like there are people that you want more complicated. With. So how do we? How do we know who, no. who's compatible with who? You know what? I feel anybody can get along with anybody else with a little effort. Okay. Um, okay. It is great. true that the signs are divided into four parts: fire, air, mm-hmm. earth, and water. Let's take Meghan Markle. She is a Leo. Mm, Yes. Okay. All right. Now let's look at the royal family. You've got Queen Elizabeth, who's Taurus, Earth. She has a son, Charles, Water. Camellia is Water, Mm. Cancer. Charles is Scorpio. He had two sons. He has, of course, William, who's Cancer. And, And, oh, and Charles's mother, Diana, was Cancer, Water. Harry is Earth, Virgo, with Capricorn rising and the moon in Taurus. Um, William's wife is Capricorn, Earth, with the moon in Cancer, water. Pippa is Virgo. <laughs> in, uh, and the little babies, the little children of William, uh, the first one, Georgie, is Cancer, and his two little siblings, uh, Louis and Charlotte, are Taurus. 
Look at this picture, and in comes Meghan Markle, who's fire. Mm. Now, what do you use to put out a fire? Either dirt or water, right? Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And this is not an easy family to enter. However, the one Mm. saving grace is she has cancer rising. And both Mm. sons, um, Harry and William, looked for the echo of cancer in their wives because Diana Mm. was cancer. And remember, the moon is very important, and that's um, Kate. Mm -hmm. Princess Kate has her moon in in cancer. That's why she's so loving to to the children. Mm. And Mm. Megan has cancer rising. It's still a little touchy, a little difficult. There will be times. She also got married with Mars in the house of marriage, square Uranus, the planet of all things unexpected. And we're all like mopping our foreheads saying, Mamma Mia, how did the, <laughs> the royal astrologers <laughs> allow this? Oh, my goodness. But with love, anything is possible. I just think there'll be some times when her feelings get hurt and mm-hmm. and they'll have to work through it. But that can be the fun, you know, of, mm. of the bond that's built between two people. So mm. it's okay. You know, I still mm. believe in love and in enduring love. Mm. So, and mm. you don't have to say, oh my gosh, I'm an Aries and I shouldn't have married a Capricorn. No, that's in a dynamic no. relationship. Mm. Don't ever feel mm. that way. No, even mm. on my homepage, I wrote the funniest set of things. So you have, you know, I am an Aries. My lover is a Virgo. I am a Virgo. Mm -hmm. My lover is an Aries. You do it both ways. You'll get different reports. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they have a sense of humor and some fun. And you can can see things in your partner. And it's free. (laughs) It's right on the homepage. And it's in my app, too, under uh, Life, Love, and More. Yeah, on the premium app. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. You get a lot on my website. Yeah. you, you, You have a few more questions real quick. But you, you've, okay. you've come a long way. You've, you know, you've reached a lot of people around the world, um, you know, inspiring with, with your astrologyzone.com website. And uh, I mean, I don't know. You, it's, I read your website has like 104 million page views, 16.4 million unique readers. I mean, you reach a lot of people. So by, I think, any standard, Yeah, 48% are, is in the United States. The rest is outside the U.S., yeah. So by any standards, you're successful. So I'm curious, for those that are on the journey of following their passion, clearly listening to you, astrology is is your is your is your is a passion, is a calling, is yes. is, is a is a is your purpose. So what kept you going? And this is for those that might be in the process. <laughs> what kept you? I'm sure I you loved faced it up times. So I'm much. Sure. I heard Stephen yeah, what King. Kept you going? Stephen King said on, on, on TV, they said, why do you write so many books? He said, I don't know. I'm obsessed. And I said, so am I. I can't not write. Writing calms me down, too. I'm gregarious. I love to be with other people, but I also love to be by myself and write. I do. I, but did you ever feel like and giving I try up, to Susan? be better. Did you, no. Did you feel, no. I you never felt like I a really moment of dark night of the soul? Where you thought, this is too hard, I'm going to throw this in. Well, in the beginning, when you're learning astrology, it's trying to Mm -hmm. spin 
10 plates on sticks and you do want to give up that because you can't look at one aspect over here on the right hand side of the sky when something else is going on on the left hand side of the sky it it uh it could negate them you know um i look at the internet and it's so wonderful and my whole life has has been shaped by the internet but mm. There's a downside because people say they're astrologers and they're not accredited. They've only studied six wow. months. And mm. people really need to vet astrologers. They should read their their um, books or their columns. And maybe if they're on TV once in a while, they should see that. And just try to get to know the person. Just like mm-hmm. you may listen to ABC, CBS, or NBC, and you have a favorite anchor, and every night you listen to that person... But all that news is coming through Reuters pretty much the mm-hmm. same way. Yes, they have some inside, you know, information. But for the most part, 80% of it is, mm-hmm. is the same information. But yet, one anchor tells it to you in a way that's more digestible, helps you live better, makes you make better decisions. The same should be true of astrologers. Some people love like, for example, Rob Bresney, who has, like, clever things, a little smart-alecky and makes fun of things. I'm more serious, but I hope that they find that I'm warm, too. I yes. I don't crack jokes about it. I, I feel it's deep inside me. You know, mm. people who are struggling, this is the most magical part of astrology. You will never have the same chart as anyone else in time or space or geography, mm. ever. Not way back in Cleopatra's time, not on the future when men are on the moon <laughs> or on Mars. There will never be another you. And we know this mathematically because astrology is so excruciatingly mathematical. Even triplets are not the same. They're different, and they have choices in the way they use their talents. It would take too long for me to give you an example, but I could. I could come back. (laughs) But my point is that you must sing the song in your heart. When you were little and you heard certain music on the radio, you were wondering, why do people like that? I don't like that. That was the beginning of your beginning of shaping the new world. You felt that wasn't relevant to the you that you were becoming and and you were going to create something else. And don't let anybody tell you you can't write, you can't play a musical instrument, you can't sing. You can, but you need the proper teachers. I think a lot depends on education. And if you don't have the Absolutely. money, you ask for a scholarship. I have to tell you a funny story. I wanted to learn how to develop a film, and I also wanted to learn 8x10 photography. So I took mm. both my children to the, um, the, the International um, Center for Photography. It was a museum on Fifth Avenue, and Chrissy was about oh, five, and Diana was two, and I had the bottles in the, in the stroller. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I went to these receptionists and I said, I'm not leaving until I get a scholarship. I, I really need a scholarship. I brought my portfolio, but I can't teach myself any more than I have already. And so I really need to see the director of education. She said, how random. Do you have an appointment? I said, well, no, I'm so busy with the kids. She said, well, they're really cute. I said, well, 
Chrissy will take care of Diana while I go upstairs. She said, well, I'll help. Let me go on the phone. Mm-hmm. And she's on the phone. She says, yep, she's standing right here. She says she's not leaving. Mm. Yes, she has a portfolio. <laughs> and she hangs up. She says, all right, he'll see you now. I walked out with a fellowship <laughs> that day. <laughs> Oh, that's great. There's a lot to be said for for passion. Yes, passion. I mean, when you're at the end of your rope, my my husband was always out of work. We couldn't afford any education for me. My mom said, I'll babysit for you so you can go to the classes. And so did my Mm. aunt. So I had help Mm. there from family. I'm telling you, Thomas Edison had an assistant who just showed up at his door. He knocked on the door and he said, I need to be your assistant. I feel there's a destiny here. I will work day and night. I will help you. And he took him in. (laughs) (laughs) That's resourceful. Don't be afraid. Go for it. it. (laughs) Energy attracts energy. (laughs) 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 If if you're listening to this conversation with Susan Miller, you can see why she is just this woman. Is infectious. She's on fire. How do you? How do you? Like you write, you write thirty thousand to forty-five thousand words a month. You know, for me, when I write divided my book, by twelve, was, remember, but by divided 12. by twelve. Right. But but it's, it's it's you know the process of writing for me is is really challenging. I'm a speaker. I'm a communicator. You know, I love being on stage. How do you? I mean, writer's block, well, creative block. I mean, I'm sure there's moments it's like maybe being a dancer, you don't you feel like do it every day. How do you do? Yeah. How do you get yourself yeah. to, to, to move through your own blocks well, or mood? I like to write in coffee shops where there's noise mm. and people. And I know people mm. make fun of me because I write in Dunkin' Donuts of all places. Wow. <laughs> They're bright orange, but they have a very low counter, and it usually looks out on the street. It's not as closed mm. in as the Starbucks, which are more quiet. Oh, no, they're not really. They have the, the espresso machine, which is pretty screechy. But their their tables are higher, much higher. So it's uncomfortable for your wrists. So I prefer Dunkin' Donuts. And then after I finish Virgo, I'll go somewhere else and write Libra. And then I'll come home and write Scorpio. Each one takes seven hours. Wow. Each, yeah. each uh, horoscope, each, each sign takes seven hours to write. Yeah, and that wow, does not intense. include the summary, which takes a week. I'm working on the wow. summaries for September, and then I put them aside, and I don't look at them until the end. That's intense. That's intense. Wow. Yeah. That, 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 that is, that is a, a monthly huge commitment. That is a commitment. It's amazing. Uh, what you put out. Well, I'm curious. it's fun. Every once in a while, I'll meet mm. people who read me. It's such a surprise, and I'm happy then. Mm. You've given so much on this call. I'd like to ask a, a question. Based on everything, Susan, you've you've been through in your life. You know, you've been a mother mm-hmm. with kids, married, success. You know, you're full mm-hmm. of life and energy. I'm sure you've seen many things. If there were like three, the main three keys of wisdom that you've learned, three life lessons that you've learned uh. through the course of your life that you would love to pass on to the next generation of, you know, people listening, you know, students, Ah. young, the millennials, your kids, your grandchildren, what would the three Susan Miller keys of wisdom be for life? When you said your children, I found that they never take a job just for the money. It will get old Ah. quickly. Creativity Mm. is the 
key to happiness in this universe, to be able to point to something and say, I wrote that, I made that, I developed that, I made that happen, is the thing that makes you happiest in life. Things, yes. you do need money. You do. My mother would always say, you don't need any money in life. I mean, it's never going to make you happy. But I said, no, the lack of money can make you sick. You can't go to the doctor. <laughs> you know, there are things that, you know, you need a certain amount of money to live and buy nutritious food. So, you know, you need sustenance. But if you follow your passion and put your eyes on that goal, you will probably achieve it. My daughter was out of work. She was taking little jobs. I said, do not take a waitress job. Take other media jobs. And um, she became the producer of James Corden um, and wow. won an Emmy for it. But she was out for a while. And people said, oh, you're enabling mm-hmm. her. You know, you're helping her a little bit with the rent, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I said, if you knew her chart, you know she's suffering. Mm-hmm. And I want to help her, and I know when she'll get a breakthrough. So, and now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm folding my arms across my chest. Yeah, I was wrong. Haha, <laughs> I wasn't wrong. <laughs> so, so, I would say be the advice experts give you, like parents mm-hmm. never give money to your children. Well, I don't agree with that. So, sometimes mm-hmm. you have to disagree with experts. And follow Mm. your own heart. You know what's interesting? As you live, you find out you have a style. I find it's funny with my website, with my parenting, with anything I do, the way you dress, you have a style, but you don't, even the way you write, you don't know it until you start doing it. (laughs) Right. It's almost like you're watching a movie. I can't describe it any other way. And so finding Mm. out your individuality is fun. It's like a Mm. total discovery. But the Mm. only way you're going to find that out is to get in there, get in the garden, get your hands dirty, and get the right training. Beyonce wouldn't be where she is now if she didn't have a voice coach. She probably had yes. some really long, gruesome <laughs> years of learning <laughs> before she went public, mm-hmm. you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, and believe in yourself. You know, I, when I was much younger, I was in my 20s, and, and the millennials can't get a job. I had a friend who did all the retouching for Richard Avedon, and he had a very successful business. His name was Scott, and he said, I need to break away, but I'm scared. I need to have my own business and not just have Richard Avedon as my client, and I'm going to a psychiatrist who just does business. I said, oh, I want you to tell me everything. He said, well, it's not that way because the psychiatrist who just does business it custom forms it to you. So he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll give you three sessions with him for Christmas. I'm like, oh. So I go there and I say to him, the psychiatrist, I only have three sessions and I can't afford any more. I've got my two children and my husband never works. So we have to kind of cut to the chase quickly. So he, he laughed and he said, okay, what's your first question? And at the time I was representing photographers and artists. No, just photographers. And I said, should I represent artists too? He said, no, absolutely not. I said, how could you say that? He said, you should see your face. 
You don't want to do it. You want to keep with the photographers. I'm like, you're right. Okay, let's do the next question. I said, well, I, I want to really grow the business. He said, Susan, do you deserve to be successful? And I went, well... Um, I'm young. I'm like 24. And he said, right. mm-hmm. see, until you can say yes, it's not going to happen, Susan. It's not going to happen until you can say unequivocally yes. That man helped me so much. I don't even remember his name, but I'll never re- forget that. And there was another article I read about success that, that made a big impact on me. It was in a woman's magazine. It was in Glamour years ago. Social scientists had found out that we all have an individual formula for success. So what you have to do is write down five or ten uh, of your f- most proud achievements. And they can be very disparate. They can be, I learned how to make a perfect Grand Marnier souffle. I wrote a book. I have a successful website. You know what I mean? It can be very different. I designed all the the costumes for the school play, and there were 89 costumes, and they were beautiful. Anything like that. You just make the list. And then you have to find, you will be challenged, you're the only one who can do this, is find the thread that links them all. Some people need always a coach. Some people need to work alone. I need to have a very high-profile kind of situation where I'll either go to the top of the mountain or fall through the floor and never be heard from again, <laughs> like a hijink situation. But that requires a lot of research first. That's my formula. But everybody has a different formula. So I encourage everyone tonight to make a list of their proudest achievements. You can just do five, but find the ones Find the thread that links them. If you replicate that, you will have success after success after success. It's very interesting. I love it. I love it. Mm. Folks, you heard it from Susan Miller. <laughs> some, she shared some of her amazing keys. Uh, I took a note of a few of them. Never take a job just for the money. Creativity is the key uh, to happiness mm-hmm. in the universe. Get the right training. Believe in yourself. I mean, you said so many things. And folks, also yeah. uh, make a list of some of your proudest achievements. Get clear what they are and really move in that direction. And then to find, you, yeah, how you achieve them. How did you go about it? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have, and, and look at how you went about it. You know, Susan, you've given, uh, honestly, so much. Your generosity. <laughs> I mean, oh. really, you live generosity. And I, folks, I hope oh. if you get one thing also about success is I really think that one of the keys, maybe Susan hasn't shared it, but one of the keys to her success is this woman is just outrageously generous. Just your sharing today. Uh, you held nothing back, so I want to thank you, you know, on behalf of everyone thank listening. Thank you. You were generous and with me. <laughs> yeah, Susan, the best way, am I correct in saying the best way that people can find out more about you and your work is www.astrologyzone.com. Is that the best way? Yes. And and they yes. can write to press if they have a particular question. I cannot do charts because I'm writing so much, but... I have vetted certain astrologers who write books, who are accredited. I try to find Mm -hmm. one in your city and uh, or one that will do Skype with you so that you feel you have a real person there to help you. They do charge a fee, whatever 
that is. It's between you and them. I just like to link people together, you know, who belong mm, together. Wonderful. <laughs> so, wonderful. yeah, we'll help you. Yeah, we'll help you. Awesome. Or oh, you Folks, can ask a note yeah. on Twitter because we read Twitter and Facebook all the time. Yeah, we have to. Great. It's important. We'll, we'll yeah. put we'll put we'll put all of uh, Susan's uh, social media. Twitter, Facebook, in the show notes. So I really highly encourage everyone, you know, listening in today, if you enjoyed this conversation, which I'm sure you did and found value, a couple of things, definitely uh, check out Susan's work. Uh, you'll be inspired each month. Again, www.astrologyzone.com and uh, make sure you subscribe to her email list and get in contact with her because she's doing amazing things. Your life will definitely uh, expand uh, exponentially <laughs> folks I'd also love for you to just uh, shoot me an email Coot Blackson at CootBlackson.com let me know uh, your main three takeaways from today's uh, amazing conversation with the incredible Susan Miller I would love to hear from each of you hopefully you, you enjoyed today's episode of Soul Talk and I will catch you on our next episode until then much love if you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.coopblackson.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, you can find out more and apply also make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com sending you all big hugs and love now